Say, I'm blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. I am chosen in him before the foundation of the world. I am holy and blameless in Christ. I have been adopted as a son through Jesus Christ. Therefore, I am a son of God. In him I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of my trespasses, according to riches in his grace. In Christ I have obtained an inheritance. I have been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of my inheritance until I acquire it of praise and glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Do you know what you've just confessed? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this, this calls for excitement. Hallelujah. This calls for rejoicing. You know, when you look at your life, sometimes you allow the external circumstances and the things happen around you to blindfold you from seeing these realities. You allow the things that the enemy has arranged around you to stop you from seeing the endless riches that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who is going to rejoice? I didn't say rejoice. Who wants to rejoice? Who wants to rejoice? Who wants to rejoice? Hallelujah. Now, here we do rejoicing. Hallelujah. Re to rejoice is a verb, right? It's an action. Hallelujah. So we rejoice for these things we just confess now. Hallelujah. We rejoice for this truth that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now I want you to lay aside everything that is troubling you. Amen. I know, see, the way you're looking at me, I'm not the cause of your problem. Hallelujah. I'm not the cause of your financial problem. But I know a God that is able to solve everything. I know a God that has already supplied everything. Hallelujah. So can we rejoice now? Can we rejoice now? Glory! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, 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 now. Okay. Okay, the what? Eh? Eh? Okay, 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 okay. Hallelujah. Now, by the time we are done with this exposition, right, of these things that God has done for us, of the things that God has richly supplied unto us, you will stop living life as though you are a victim. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not a victim. I am never a victim of any circumstance. All that I need that it pertains to life and godliness I have received it. Hallelujah. Glory! Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So, so, so you are royalty. Amen. You are royalty. You have everything. All that belongs to Christ belongs to you. Hallelujah. Everything that belongs to God belongs to you because you are a son. Amen. So living with this consciousness frees you from the stronghold of depression. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Now, what I'll be teaching us before we sit is the unsearchable riches in Christ. Hallelujah. The unsearchable what? The unsearchable riches in Christ. The endless possibilities. This has been my favorite word these days. Since God opened my eyes to realize what I have in Christ, I don't have words to explain it. Amen? There are no vocabulary for me to communicate what I have seen in Christ. Hallelujah. So I live life with this reality. Amen. And these riches are eternal. Amen. They are what? They are eternal. So there's no any economic recession that can affect what Christ has for you. Amen. When they say the lira is going down, your, your stability is not dependent on the lira. Hallelujah. Your stability or your growth and your development is not dependent on what is happening in your country. Hallelujah. Whoever is president in your country, God is king. Hallelujah. So God is not affected by the political, the economic, security, whatever it is. The things happening in your family. Hallelujah. Because his, 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 his blessings for us are unsearchable. Hallelujah. So I just want you to sit as a king, sit as a princess, sit, sit as a son, sit as an inheritor of an unsearchable you know, riches. Sit as someone that owns heritage in Christ. Hallelujah. Regardless of your experience, regardless of what I've been said about you, regardless of what you think life has brought to you, you are never a victim. Hallelujah. But a victor in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. From where our brother read for us the entire chapter Ephesians. My focus as I've started the last time talking about the identity or the concept of identification. I'm building from that and then continuing from that point. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 says to me who am less than the least. Amen. Paul said that he is what? He's less than the least of all the saints. Comparing himself to the saints. Now the saints here is not talking about people that have died and they've gone to glory. He's talking about believers. He considered himself that he is less than the least of all the saints. But grace, hallelujah, was given to him. Amen? So you deserve the grace of God. Hallelujah. You deserve the grace of God. Amen? And that grace is that, that he should preach among the Gentiles what? The unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. So when we come to church here, what we do is that we want to unravel these unsearchable riches. The attempt we have in church here is to teach you the realities of the things you already have. We don't give you anything in church. Amen? We don't give you anything in church. We only reveal to you the things that you already have in Christ. Hallelujah. No wonder Paul will pray in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Give me Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. He prayed that their eyes of understanding might be enlightened. Ephesians 1 verse 18. That the eyes of their understanding might be opened, might be enlightened, that they may understand the things. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know. Hallelujah. The greatest problem we have as believers is the problem of knowledge. Amen. Is the issue is a knowledge-based problem. 
The reason why you are depressed is knowledge-based problem. Hallelujah. The reason why you are living in defeat, whatever form of defeat it is, whether by sin, whether by even by demons, is, is lack of knowledge of what you already have. If you don't know what you have, you cannot appropriate it. Regardless of the fact that God has given us all that pertains to life, that pertains to godliness, but we suffer in defeat. Hallelujah. Most especially seen in his practices, we suffer because we don't know that, that which God has made available for us. So he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Amen. The hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 in the NLT, it says the endless treasures. Trying to explain in another, term, in another word, the unsearchable. The unsearchable riches. Is, it says the endless treasure available in Christ. These treasures are endless. There's no possibility of, of finishing all that is in Christ. Hallelujah. This unsearchableness means that what you have in Christ can never be exhausted. The grace that is in Christ can never be exhausted. Amen. What can separate you from the love of God? There's no sin you can commit, right, that has exhausted the quantity of the grace of God. Even demons cannot snatch you. Amen. There's no problem. There's no challenge. There's nothing that can remove you from the grip of the love of God. The endless treasure is a treasure that God has made available for us in Jesus Christ. The, the Amplifier says the incomprehensible riches. That is why I said I lack words to explain, to communicate how much and how depth the things that I have in Christ Jesus. The spiritual wealth which no one can fully understand. You can't, your mind is too small to understand the, 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 the ex, 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 excess. Someone sang a song, she says, excess love is beyond measure. Hallelujah. It's beyond measure. The TPT says, unfading. Call is the unfading. That means that it doesn't change with time. Amen. It is unfading. It does not change with time. Season. It doesn't get outdated. Outdated. You know, we have fashion, right? Every season comes with, with a fashion. These riches cannot be outdated. It's transgenerational. It's eternal. Hallelujah. It is inexhaustible riches of Christ, which is beyond comprehension. That is how the TPT put it. I love this translation, the HCSB. It says the incalculable riches of the Messiah. Which means that if you have a calculator, when you try to calculate it, it will put you to, to be continued. To infinity. Hallelujah. It cannot be calculated by any machine on earth. So, this should be an understanding that you should walk with. This should be, you know, a, a, an orientation, a civilization that you should walk with. Hallelujah. Now, this unsearchable or untraceable, other words, riches of Christ means that no one can fully search out by scientific methodology, by any form of chemical reaction and combination, whatever it is. 
you cannot, you know, fully search out and exhaust it. We cannot fathom these riches. It is impossible to fully comprehend them. When we became Christians, we received riches about our status or our position in Christ. Before God. This is by God identifying us to what Christ has done in his death and his resurrection. So the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ has identified us with all the possibilities that are in Christ Jesus. So all that is in Christ belongs to you. Hallelujah. So if Christ is rich, it means you're rich. Amen. If Christ is righteous, it means you're righteous. If Christ in him is, is holy, it means you're holy. Hallelujah. Be holy as you are your father. I'm holy. All that is in God belongs to you. You have a heritage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Romans 11, 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding out. If you are trying to, you know, you know, you know, you know, in a language explain that this is the, this is the excess, this is the limit, you know, of all that is in God, that, 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 that God has freely given to the believer, then you, you cannot communicate it enough in words. Hallelujah. So when we have a revelation of these things that give us to praise and worship, that is a response. And then we begin to appropriate and apply this truth and this things that we have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. This unfathomable or some translation call it the unfath unfathomable riches are centered on the person of Christ. Amen. Now it's not external to Christ. It's a package we have in Christ. It's a package we have as a result of our union with Christ. Now it's not for everybody. Amen. It's for a man who is where? Who is located in Christ. It is centered on the person of the Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has what? Who bless us? Amen. Who has what? He has blessed us. It is in the past. Hallelujah. Say, I'm blessed. I am blessed. So he has already blessed us with what? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In who? In Christ. Every spiritual resources we need has been freely given to us where? In Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Give me verse 11 of that same chapter. He says, in him, in who? In Christ. He's a focus. In him also we have obtained. What? An inheritance. Now in this contains a promise and a heritage. Amen? What we have in Christ is, is a promise. Now this promise has already been delivered. Hallelujah. And this promise is what? Is a spirit of God indwelling in the believer. Hallelujah. So it is a promise and then there is an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him 
who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Hallelujah. Now, the, this promise or the inheritance, the riches, is imperishable. Amen? Is what? It cannot be destroyed. There's no amount of robbery that can rob you of the riches and the blessings that you as a believer have in Christ Jesus. First Peter, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 talks about the how, how unperishable this is. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his word, his abundant mercy. This means that the mercy is abundant, is in abundance. His abundant mercy has begotten us again to what? To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. To what? To an inheritance. Say, I have an inheritance. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in where? Where? In another realm. Hallelujah. For who? Say for me. Hallelujah. For who? For me. Hallelujah. It is reserved in heaven. In another realm that no one can, there's no change of government that can make it you lose that which God has, has reserved for you because it's in a realm where no man can, can take it. Who are kept by who? Who, who? who is responsible for guarding it? By the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last times. Hallelujah. Now all of God's promises that he has given to us in Christ, they are yes and they are amen in Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 19. Give me that text in NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Talking about that every promise that God has made. Check scriptures. Every single promises that God has made concerning the believer have been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians rather, chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. New Living Translation. says, for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when we read scriptures, we think maybe this promise is, mm, it might be no for me. Hallelujah. Concerning forgiveness, maybe God forgives some certain set of people and not, not someone like me. You know? For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. Hallelujah. God always does what? He does what he says. If God has said it, he will do it or he has done it. Hallelujah. Verse 20. It says, for all of God's promises have what? Have been established. They have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. An affirmative yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Hallelujah. And how do we obtain this? It is through the knowledge Earlier on, I said that our problem is a knowledge problem. 
The reason why we don't see the manifestation of these riches, these unsearchable riches, these, these, these unexplainable riches is knowledge. Is a mind, the problem of the knowledge. That is why the scripture will keep telling us to renew our mind daily. Come up to date. Update your understanding of the things that you already have. When you come to faith, you didn't really understood in, com in, in its completeness, uh, I mean, in totality, what you've received. Therefore, there's need for what? Continuous growth in the understanding of the unsearchable riches that God has released to us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it is true knowledge of Christ that we can obtain all that we have been freely given. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. True knowledge. Somebody say true knowledge. True knowledge. True knowledge. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in what? In your knowledge. So for you to enjoy more and more is a function of what? Of growth in knowledge. Of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. By his divine word, power, God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life. We have received all, not that we will receive. We have already received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by the means of his marvelous glory and excellence. He has given to us all that pertain to life and to godliness. True through the knowledge, through the knowledge, through an experiential exposure and union that we have with the Son Jesus Christ. So, if you want to obtain, if you want to enjoy, if you want to activate, if you want to, you know, enjoy the benefits, this unsearchable riches is through Christ, through an understanding, through a knowledge, through growing in the knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because through Christ, the entirety of God has been made manifest to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the unfathomable riches are hidden, mystery, but now revealed to the saints. It is a hidden mystery, but now has been revealed to the saints. Amen. It is something that was hidden to the men of old. In fact, if you are not born again, it's a hidden mystery. Do you know why it's hidden? It's preserved. It's a preserved riches. It's hidden, right? But made manifest or unraveled to the saints. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3 to 5 talks about it. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having verse 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Hallelujah. says it was it was it we were chosen in him 
before the foundation of this world. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Romans 16, 25. Say, so now all glory to God who is able to make you strong just as my good news says, this message about Jesus Christ has revealed his plan to you Gentiles. A plan kept secret from the beginning of time. Hallelujah. So this plan, or this riches, or this mystery that we're talking about, that is a hidden plan, a hidden mystery, has been what? Has been kept as a secret from the beginning of time. Amen? And let's look at Colossians chapter 1. So what does this mystery mean? Because of time, we'll just skip that. It says, the word mystery here means a hidden truth. It doesn't necessarily mean something spooky. It doesn't necessarily mean something that is, 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 uh, is fishy in its, its being. It simply means a hidden truth. A truth about what you have that is hidden. Hallelujah. This mystery was hidden to those under the dispensation of the law. Those who are under the law does not have or they do not have or they did not have the ability to understand these riches. Even to fully appropriate them and enjoy them. To them it's a mystery. Colossians 1.24 says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the affliction of Christ for the sake of, of his body which is a church. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery, verse 26. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, 26. The mystery. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to who? Can someone follow this reading? Hallelujah. Now it has been revealed to who? To all his sins. Now the revelation of these riches, right? Which is by knowledge, is what will bring you into the experience of these riches. Hallelujah. It has been revealed to the saints, verse 27. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, the men under the law do not have the ability to understand this hidden mystery because they do not have the Spirit of God in them. Amen? They never had the Spirit of God in them. The men that live under the dispensation of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament from Exodus till Matthew Mark, Luke, and John, they never have an experience of these riches because these are not revealed naturally. Hallelujah. 
it's by the Spirit of God that we are able to enjoy these riches in Christ Jesus. First Peter chapter 1, verse 10 to 12 talks about these riches. First Peter chapter 1, verse 10 to 12. Verse 10 to 12. Of this salvation, amen, in the Old Testament, this riches was a promise. Hallelujah. They were in shadows, they were in types, they were in symbols. Of this salvation, of this riches, of this unsearchable riches that we're talking about, the prophets have inquired, amen, and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that will come to you. This grace is unmerited. Hallelujah. That will come to you. That is to the sense of today. Verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating. I'm very uncomfortable with this one that says in them. Hallelujah. Because the men and the prophet of all never had the spirit of God in them. Amen. But they have the spirit of God where? Upon them. Right? It was indicating to them. Right? When he testified beforehand the sufferings of the Christ and the glories that will follow. Verse 12. To them it was revealed that not to themselves. Amen. That they is not for themselves. But to us, said to, to, to me. Hallelujah. To you. But to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who preach the gospel to you by who? By the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. But they, even when they look, they cannot understand. Amen? That is why he says, nothing will separate you from the love of Even angels cannot separate you. Can they separate you from what they don't understand? They cannot. Demons cannot. The devil cannot. Amen? The devil does not have access to the things that you have in Christ Jesus. Amen? So he cannot snatch it from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Talks about the reality of the men in the old covenant. And if you are here and you are not born again, you've not come into this reality. You've not yet come into this understanding of things. You cannot comprehend them. Because these things are not, are not, are not, are not. You can't comprehend them in the natural. You must be born again. Hallelujah. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Amen? It's not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to what? To nothing. It's not the wisdom that you've been taught in your classrooms. Thank God for all the things that we're taught. Academics is wonderful. Psychological education, you know, scientific researches, all those things are wonderful. But that is not what we impart. Verse 7. Quickly. But we speak the wisdom of who? Of God. In a mystery. And when we say mystery, we're talking about a hidden truth. Amen? A hidden truth. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before ages for our benefit. Hallelujah. It is for your benefit. It is for my glory. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. They don't have the capacity to know it. They don't have access to it. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. 
if they knew that the, crucif the crucifixion of Christ was their damnation, they wouldn't send Jesus Christ to the, to, to, to the cross. So Jesus' pains and his experiences was for our own glory. Hallelujah. Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not yet seen, nor ear has heard, nor have, 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 have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. I have a problem with this text again that says those who love him is to them that God loved. Hallelujah. Because he first loved us. So it's not because we loved him that we have access to this thing. It's because he first loved us. Therefore, we have access into this unsearchable riches in Christ Jesus. Eyes have not seen. No ears have heard. Hallelujah. Now, this is not talking about, you know, eyes have seen everything. Amen. Eyes have seen it. Hallelujah. This thing is a mystery to you if you are not born again. Hallelujah. You hear people pray, oh, you know, eyes have not seen what God has for you. All that God has for us have been revealed. Look at the next verse. Amen. This is a quotation from the Old Testament. But God has revealed to who? To us. Say, God has revealed to me through what? Through So it is only discerned through the Spirit. Which means that you must be a spiritual man, a spiritual woman to comprehend and to appropriate the riches that you have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 11 says, For what man knows the things? Say, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of that man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except. The spirit of God. The next verse. Now we have. Now. Hallelujah. Now you already have the spirit of God in you. So you have the capacity to understand the things that are in God. That, that is for you. Hallelujah. Now we have received. Not that we will receive. If you are not born again, you have not yet received. Hallelujah. Now we have received. Not the spirit of the world. But the spirit. Who is from who? From God. That we might do what? knowledge that we might what that we might know the things that have been what with money by works by pretense by actions by when anything it has been given to us freely by god hallelujah these things has been given free of charge not because it has no cost but the cost have been paid so you obtain it it has been totally subsidized to zero Verse 14. But look at the natural man. He does not receive them. Hallelujah. He doesn't have the capacity to enjoy them. He doesn't have the ability. The natural man here is a man that has not been regenerated. The natural man here is a man that has not been born again. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are what? They are stupid to him. They are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. He doesn't have the ability to know them. Because they are what? They are spiritually discerned. But we, but he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is not, is rightly judged by no one. Verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Hallelujah. But we have an understanding of Christ. Hallelujah. We have the mind, the understanding of Christ. Amen. So the men in the Old Testament did not know that you know, they didn't, they didn't know that we who are unbelievers, who are Gentiles, that's what the scripture calls an unbeliever. A Gentile, one who is, not, who is not connected 
to the lineage of Israel will be included in the commonwealth of Israel. They never knew. They didn't have understanding that God will bring into union those who are out, who are not part of the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. They never had this understanding. They never had this understanding. But we, it has been revealed to us only by the Spirit of God. It has been revealed to us the reality of the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The men of old, they could not understand it. They didn't have the ability to understand it. They cannot understand it. They can't appropriate it because they don't have the ability to. <laughs> Even Abraham never had an understanding of it, but yet he believed. Hallelujah. Moses, Moses didn't have the spirit in him. Hallelujah. So he couldn't fully understand. Amen. He was not born again. He couldn't fully understand, but he believed in the promise. Hallelujah. He believed in what? In the promise. And belief is a basis by which we have access into these things. Hallelujah. Now, the mystery is what we Gentiles have, is that we Gentiles have become partakers of the promise in Christ through the gospel. That we, who are not part of the nation of Israel, have become partakers all that God has made available, we that are outsiders have been brought into union, have been brought into an experience, have been brought, brought into this union with God that we become partakers. It's no longer only the Jew. Hallelujah. If a man is a Jew and is not born again, he will not be a partaker of this. Hallelujah. So we are what? are partakers of the promise in Christ through the gospel. Look at verse 6 of Ephesians 3. Quickly, then we, 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 we stop here. We continue next week. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. Give me in, in, in the New King James Version. Thank you, Jesus. It says that the Gentiles, rather, let me read verse 1 and verse 2, then I'll jump to verse 6. It says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, hallelujah, for the Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation. Now, dispensation here means you've heard of the administration. That's the word there. It means administration. The dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me. For who? For you. Hallelujah. Now, jump down to verse 6. It says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Hallelujah. You know what it means to be a heir? Right? We know someone became king. Is it last week or two weeks ago? When his mother died, he became king. After 70 years. Right? He was an heir to the throne. That we, Gentiles, should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through what? Through the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, three things here to note. Firstly, we are fellow heirs. An heir inherits a certain possession. Hallelujah. If you are an heir to a throne, 
you, 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 you inherit the throne. Hallelujah. Some of us are writing wheels. That we have families, you know. You write will. And then you, you, in your will, you put someone to possess a certain possession. Amen. Some of us, we have properties written in our names by our parents. That when they are gone, we now, we now step into possession. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are, we inherit certain possessions. We inherit these possessions at what? At salvation. Romans of the 8 verse 12. Give me Romans of the 8 verse 12 quickly. Romans of the 8 verse 12. Romans of the 8 verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Please be fast. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. New King James, please. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify, yes. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That is, if you live, right, not in the Spirit, not being born again, you will die. You are already dead, by the way. Hallelujah. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The next verse. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? These are the sons of God. Hallelujah. As many as have been led by the Spirit of God are what? Are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? That we are children of God. We are sons. We are children and if children, then what? Then what? Then what? Then what? Heirs of God. And join heirs with who? With Christ. If indeed we suffer with him. How did we suffer with Christ? By identifying with what he has suffered. Hallelujah. We become heirs with him by identification. That we may also be glorified together with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Gentiles and the Jews are now joined coheres with Christ. All that belongs to Christ, who is, who was the only begotten, who is no longer the only son of God. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a son of God. And all that belongs to God belongs to me. Hallelujah. So we are, co you know, we are joined here with Christ. Amen. Together, both the Jew and the, the Greek, the Hebrew, whoever, wherever you're coming from, whether you're from Zimbabwe, you're from any nation, you're from Rwanda, you're from Liberia, Nigeria, all of us who believe have been brought into union. And we all are heirs of God in Christ Jesus. God heirs with Christ. Which means that everything that the Father has made available for Christ is for us. Hallelujah. It belongs to you. So the second thing we should note from that verse 6 is of the same body. Both Jews and Gentiles are now members of the same unitary corporate body called the church. Amen. Call the word, call the church. The church as one body has only one head, which is Christ. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one. 
and has many members, but all the members of that one but 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 the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is what is Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, For by the Spirit we were all baptized. Amen. We were all submerged. We were all brought into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been met to drink into one spirit. Hallelujah. Not only that we inherit something, we've been brought into it togetherness. Amen. With one another and with Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Galatians chapter 3. Now the reason why I need to know that we've become one is that when you see those things manifesting in your brother's life, know that it's for you also. Amen. It's for you also. Whatever grace of God you see manifesting in your brother's life is for you, the believer also. So we don't become envious of one another because all we have, all, you also have those possibilities given to you as a child of God. God does not treat you specially from another person. We are all coheres with God. We are all being joined together in union with God. Hallelujah. And with one another. Galatians 3.28 talks much about this. Galatians 3.28 and 29. Galatians 3.28-29 says there is neither Jew no Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. It's not gender-based. Hallelujah. For you all are what? Are one in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seat. And what? And here's according to the promise. There was a promise God made to Abraham. So, you now are being brought into this promise that God has made to Abraham. Hallelujah. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and his according to what? According to the promise. So the reason why you can talk about this inheritance is because you've been brought into union. You've been adopted into this family. You've been brought into, you know, this community, this civilization, this, this relationship. Hallelujah. We are one family. We are joint partakers in the glorious riches, the unsearchable riches that God has revealed to us, has made available to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And the third thing that I want us to see, then we close, we stop here, is that we are partakers of his promise. Amen? Now, there's a fact that we are brought together into one union, into union, we, we, we inherit a certain possession. We'll begin to look detailly, we'll begin to unravel these things detailly to see the things that we already have in Christ Jesus. So this is a foundation to brought us to a place where we know these things by experience, that these things become realities in our lives. Amen? That we begin to allow these things to manifest in our lives. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Because we don't know we perish. There is restraint because we don't know what we already have. Partakers of his promise. The promise here is what? Is a promise given in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to each believer and to the church. Hallelujah. To everyone is given the manifestation of the Spirit. To all of us who've been given. To all of us who've been given. If you believe, you have it in you. Everything that you have, you are, you, you are, you are, you are, you are a partaker of it. 
Hallelujah. So why can't you begin to appreciate God for these riches? Pray that God will open your eyes as we continue in these teachings that God will open your eyes to all that belongs to you as a believer. You are a son. You are, you, 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 you are, oh, you are a joint here with Christ. You know, which means that if Christ will inherit something, that thing also belongs to you. It's also written in your name. Amen? Amen? So begin to thank God. Thank God. Open your mouth and appreciate God. We'll stop here. We'll continue. But just thank God for the understanding you have so far that you have an unsearchable riches in Christ Jesus. That you have, you have, you have immeasurable blessings. Riches. We're going to look at the nature of these riches. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it's beyond material things. Hallelujah. It's beyond the material things that we can touch, see. Without. If all that we are looking for is material things, then we are, all, we, are, we are miserable. That's what the scripture says. Hallelujah. So appreciate God. Open your mouth and say, Father, thank you for all that I have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, that I'm a son. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed with every blessing in the spiritual spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Speak to God. Speak to God. Now there are three kinds of people or four there about. Someone particularly here that you You have fallen away into sin. And then you feel so unlovable because of what you have done. You feel that God is angry with you and God cannot forgive you. You feel that the things that you've, you've done, I mean, there's no how you can be a partaker of these riches. There's no how you can, you can enjoy the provision of God because of what you think you've done. Now God is calling you home. You used to be very fervent in your walk with God. But God is, is, is calling you, is calling you to back to the place where you realize who you are and what he has, he has, he has made available for you. And he's saying, just as a prodigal son, my arms are open. Just as a son who, who squandered the, on, on the riches of God in living in all kind of manner of life, Say, my arms are still open to you. Yes, my arms are open to you. You feel judged already. You feel condemned already. But God is saying, my arms are open to you this, this, this afternoon. If you can return home, my arms are open to you. And I, had, and, 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 and I can hear Jesus saying to that woman that was accused, was caught red-handed in the act of adultery. He said, where are your accusers? Say, I too don't, I, 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 in like manner, I don't condemn you. God has not condemned you. You've allowed the devil, you've allowed the devil to blindfold you with guilt. A stronghold of guilt. Now God is saying, come home. My arms are wide open to you. 
Can't you see I've forgiven you all your sins? Can't you see that I've, I've made my, my mercy is unsearchable? My mercy is unending. Think of David in the Old Testament. Of all the atrocities he did. But, 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 but I've, I've called him a man after my own heart. What about you? You are my beloved. God is saying, come home. And there's someone here again that has a special need. You feel God has for, forgotten about you. Your thought is that God has forsaken you. Your thought is that God has abandoned you. You feel so rejected because your material needs are not met. And I have a word for you. God is saying you are a son and a partaker in the commonwealth of Israel. Therefore, you can boldly make demands on the things that have been freely given in Christ Jesus. You are a partaker of the commonwealth. You are a partaker of the riches that are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, you can boldly activate. That's what it says. Bring to manifestation the things that have really made available for you. You are a son. You cannot be rejected by the father. And I decree that every need of yours is made in the name of Jesus. Every practical need in your life is made in the name of Jesus. You begin to see the operation of the grace of God upon your life. There's someone here again that is, is, has a desire, you know, of experiencing the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. But a voice I've, I've been telling you that, see, this thing is not for you. You, you, are, you are, come on, it's not for you. You, you are a sinner. You are, not, you are not worthy enough to experience. This thing is just for some special set of people. And each moment the, a desire is rising in you, a voice quenches it and says you are not worthy. 